Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. Hola. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. This. What? I don't know. <laughs> this is our first time recording separately, even though we're in the That's why we're awkward. I'm we're like, so, wait, wait huh? Hello? What'd you say? Um, even though we're in the same city, we sometimes we don't, we even get tired of each other. Even though, <laughs> even though, even when we do, we still have to talk. Sometimes it's just, you know, I, I, I have big plans today. Well, actually, I have actually no plans, actually. And I don't have my daughter for the next, like, hopefully day and a half. And, like, I got no man to come over here. I mean, I do have a man, but, like, he's not coming. I have <laughs> one. So he's just not coming over he's here. He's just not coming. He's not invited today. And I just need me time. Just no energies in my space. Except right now, via the Zoom, the internets. I'm actually, but, I'm happy that you uh, mandated this space. Because I didn't feel like... <laughs> mandated, I, bitch. Like, I don't really want to be around anyone tomorrow. I'm like, I don't want to see you either, bitch. <laughs> actually, I just saw you all day. But um, today I was like, you know what? I don't want to see anybody today. And I just want to get high and get my nails done. And I hope nobody talks to me. <laughs> I think I'm even going to like leave my phone. I think I'm gonna get crazy. Like, leave my phone behind. I don't for what? What the fuck do I need it for? Behind? Nice. I thought you said you weren't going anywhere. Well, I mean, if I do leave, like I can just leave it behind, or I can actually just turn it off. I'm gonna try that because I have to really get shit done, and I'm the number one distracted person. Like, there's really no reason for me to have my phone on. Like, Irie's with her dad. He's got it. Like, work. I have nothing for work on the plate today except this, and that's it. I know. It's, you know what? Our, we love our work job so much that sometimes it's hard to forget to not to think about it. It's so, it's impossible. I'm literally, I'm, not, like, I'm, I'm like talking to people all day long on fucking Instagram. I need a break. I love y'all, but BRB. Okay? For, no, honestly. Um, okay, speaking of technologies and conversations, last night, me and Adventure Bay, this is the most romantic educational thing I've ever done. <laughs> He is reading a new book um, called, okay, I forgot to write it down, whatever. It's um, like a book about men and how they like sh- their approach to loving women is wrong. And so he's like, I really want you to hear this book. So he gave me his Audible login, and then we called each other on speakerphone and listened together to the Audible to like five chapters. And then like we would pause and discuss it and then go back. Oh, wow, this is so mature. It was so mature. I was like, this is lovely. I'll see you tomorrow evening for the rest of our chapters. Wow, okay. All right. I'm going to have to try this. It was really nice. And the book is really about men. And so I was just like interested in seeing it. But it, he talks, hence my situa- my sticky situation I got myself into and my begging. He really talks about women, <laughs> about, you know, like if you're attracted to a certain type of woman who's kind of wild and he specifically says not trustworthy and you know but this is what the book says this is what the book says she's a little wild she's not trustworthy but there's a lot of passion and polarity in the relationship because there's a high female energy compared to like a, a high male energy and then like you could find a safer woman who might have good conversation and maybe trustworthy but it's going to lack passion and, and and he's like, women need to feel comfortable. Even if she hurts you, even if she fucks up, you need to press into her and, and, and bleed love into all of her pores. He's like, press her up against the wall and bleed all of your love like water into her pores. Wait, what book is this? Okay, it's called... It's called... Um, 
The Way of the Superior Man by David Dida. D-E-I-D-A. So I don't know if I like that book title. The Way of the Superior Man. At first I was I was interested about it, but it talks a lot of, about polarity and female and masculine and feminine energy and not in the sense of like I'm a female, you're a male, but just like we all kind of have different energies and like if I have more masculine energy, I might attract a man that has more feminine energy and that as soon as we neutralize the energies that we um, no, we kind of become friends. If if I'm doing things that is, I generally expect a man to do, make decisions, and you know, I, I lack, I'll start to lack trust for him to make decisions if I have to start making them, and then we'll become friends because it will lack in the bedroom. Anyway, I'm becoming very mature over here. I'm listening to Audible with my non-man at night. Hey, that's. I mean, that's a good way to pass the time. It is, yeah, I'm mad at that shit. I mean, and it's a nice way to uh, expand, like, to have insight on things about yourself that maybe you weren't recognizing, and then for the, your man or your woman to have insight, and, and, and from a third party. It's kind of therapy. Like, he's talking to you, and then you can discuss, like, huh, I do do that, or yes, this is true. I do need, no matter what you do, to lean into me and trust me and love me through it because that's what I need to trust you. So basically, um, I recommend everybody do that. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, relationship tip of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Well, I didn't do anything that sexy last night. <laughs> you saw me. I saw you, and then I went to bed, and I was really happy that I woke up when didn't have to do Zoom school. Oh my god. Oh, speaking of kids. Speaking of kids, you guys, we are doing an event on October 24th and 25th. We partnered up with Outside Cinemas. Um, It's a drive-in movie experience in downtown LA. So if you're in the LA area, you definitely, definitely want to come. It's actually my birthday. And it's all- Hang out with your girl on my birthday. Bring the kids. It's also um, a Halloween event because if you're like anything like us, we're obsessed. You know We're, how serious we take this shit. This is our like most serious holiday of the year, if, of course. It's Halloween, and the fact that people are discussing it's being canceled is absolutely fucking absurd. And so Halloween is not canceled. Halloween is not canceled. We are meeting up in downtown LA at a drive-in. It's a two-day. We have there's two opportunities to come bring the kids, pop open your trunk buy popcorn they're having a um contact we're watching coco we're watching coco which is like the best movie um we're dressing up in our costumes so your kids get the opportunity to showcase their costumes there'll be a car costume contest with coco and friends there's a mobile pumpkin patch each kid will receive a little mini pumpkin and there is going to be a photo activation so your kid will have the opportunity to get out of their car by appointment only you and your family or whoever's in your car can go take cool pictures with you know a little setup and it will be like a little safe covid friendly um halloween celebration so like don't don't be scared about what we're going to do this year we got you covered go to outside cinema and get these tickets yeah, go to outsidecinemas.com. Definitely, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be so much fun. And tickets are really limited because it is a COVID friendly event, and we're really taking into mind so social distancing for the kids, but also still wanting them to have a good time and be able to like trick or treat and do the pumpkin thing. And like you know, I'm I expect y'all to bring your best Halloween costume game, okay? Because I already got mine in the in the mail, okay? I'm ready. 
I gotta do a little few more tweaks to my Black is King outfit, but when you bitches see me on the scene looking like, find your way back. Oh my God, is that what you're, you're gonna wear that <laughs> one? Your way, you know she does that shit? Find your way back. Are you gonna bring like a boom box so you can just like bust out in this dance? Oh my God, that's such a fucking good idea. But first of all, if oh. you don't have Patreon, you need to get it now just to see Erica doing this <laughs> Beyonce interpretation. It's very, Daddy used to keep me down the street. <laughs> wow. Who knew you've mm-hmm. been following the moves so... Bitch, I've watched that video so many times. It's so fucking dope, her outfit. That's like my one of my favorite outfits of the whole shit. Irie, I was trying to get her to do this other Blue Ivy look. She's really into Blue Ivy. I really wanted her to do the My Power Blue Ivy look, but she chose the brown skin girl look, which is like debutante, with, of course, because it's like a princess. Right. So I saw, I saw the gloves. Beyonce in blue. I expect you to come through. I know, Mila, you're going to come. You're going to come to serve. Yep. Um, but actually, Sunday, the 25th, is my birthday. So come out. You know, it's a Dia de los Muertos celebration. I am my, my I am an altar. I am accepting gifts. Come me me too. Ofrenda to me. Preferably weed. <laughs> I am a walking altar. I will accept all gifts, cannabis, and everything else. Jewelry, candles, or hair oils. Bring them to hair mom. oils. Wow, can you, can you bitch, yes, my hair's been so dry lately. I don't know what's going on. Um, no, it, it, it's going to be really, really fun and really safe. Um, and for those parents or families that are not comfortable with um, the trunk or treating, yes, it's trunk or treating, not trick or treating. Um, <laughs> all the kids will get a little bit of candy, emphasis on the little bit. Um, <laughs> but we'll have a uh, We'll have things for the window, red or green. If you feel comfortable, you could put it in the window. Green, come on, give us candy. And if you don't feel comfortable, you could just put it on red without even having to be awkward and tell anyone. And people will know to roll right past you. Roll, roll by. It's super fun. We've been taking the kids, and it's just something to do. There's not much to do right now. It's an experience. They get to chill. Yeah, I just love that. I've ne- Ever since we went like a few weeks ago to see Space Jam with the kids... Like, I, outside cinema is, is so cool because Irie's never been to a drive-in. I don't really... I, I feel like I went when I was a kid, but I don't really remember. But, like, I, I just love it. There's something... It's just, like... I don't know. It's just an experience to have with your kid. And, like, it's easy. You just chill. <laughs> Sit there. It's true. And talk. And the food is bomb, too. The food is actually really bomb. Um, I'm, I'm rolling weed right now, and I'm pretty sure I got a weed crumb in my eye. Um, but speaking of kids and weed, we have a very special episode for you today. A very educational episode. And I don't know how we've waited this long to do this episode. We've done some similar, but this one is specific to our canna mamas out there. Our canna. Hey, canna mamas. What did you? I see you, boo. Gang, gang. <laughs> and uh, also the ones that aren't canna mamas, but, you know don't you know want to be want to normalize weed in their households even if they don't smoke weed um we get a lot of questions all the time about how we talk about weed with our kids obviously our kids are five and there's there's some of you have kids that are much older and maybe haven't you haven't started that conversation yet um you feel either late to the party or you don't know where to start or maybe your views on cannabis have recently shifted and you want to start you know a new view of, of how you and your kids talk about cannabis, this is a really great list. Um, we came up with five easy ways. The first, and um, for those of you who didn't know, I kind of encouraged Erica on her kid and her kid and cannabis journey 
um, when we when we started hanging out more via the podcast. Um, sure. This is a definitely a topic that people get weird about, and especially if I know we're in LA, it's it's legal here, so it's a lot more normalized. But I think um, normalizing weed and normalizing smoking weed is super important um, in introducing cannabis to our kids. Uh, if if it's if something seems scary, if it seems like this big scary illegal drug, then your kid will kind of have that perception of it going into their their life. But if we normalize it at a young age, if we let them know, um, hey, mommy's not doing anything wrong. I smoke because mommy needs a break or whatever. Um, it's not a big deal. I I tell Luna, hey, mommy's smoking weed right now. Go inside. Look at this flower. You know, I name it. I show her, I want her to smell it, I want her to see it, because then she realizes it's not some big scary drug or whatever they say to you at the D.A.R.E. commercials. It is simply (laughs) a flower. Yeah, I agree, like not making it a big deal. And for those parents that don't smoke, I think the opportunity you have is that when when your child does maybe see someone smoking on TV or anything, calling it out there and saying like, they're not doing anything wrong. It's not a big deal. Or like, you know, sometimes kids, like because they've already been conditioned and they've already, someone has already touched them and their perception of what is good and bad, like they can be, they'll giggle or they'll like, I know Irie, like sometimes when she thinks things are like naughty, like she'll like, you know, she laughs and giggles. And it's like, those are the times you're like, hey, like actually that's not weird at all. Like, I mean, no, mommy doesn't do that. But like, if they do, it's not, it's not a bad thing as long as they, you know, they're doing it responsibly. So... I think that normalizing it, again, like Jamila said, talking about it, it is a flower, showing them showing them weed, especially if you are a can of mom, like you have weed in your possession, pull it out, show it to them so that they know what it looks like, so it's not this scary thing that they don't even, like they just see people smoking and they, they don't actually know what it is. I know for both Erica and I, um, our parents were like smoking in secret all the time, but weed is the loudest drug there is you can smell it so like it's almost insulting to your kids to be like nothing's happening over here you know like i felt super insulted as a kid like what the fuck are you guys talking about what the fuck are you doing out there well just yeah it automatically starts the this, this layer of distrust this layer of distrust and that your parent is doing something really scary i think it's really important that your kid know that what you're doing isn't something really bad that you're not a criminal while partaking and so that is initially will always change their perception you know going into childhood and, and then adolescence and adulthood our second tip we would give parents uh who are trying to figure out how to discuss cannabis with their kids is education i mean educating your kid is really important about it i, I think having an ongoing conversation with your child about it not you just kind of saying okay this is what it is and then moving on and hoping that that's enough if you have kids that are you know teenagers um, maybe explaining what you're using using it for so explaining the difference the differences between medical and recreational and you know obviously a lot of a lot of times those lines blur uh for sure i mean for sure on my end absolutely um, I think, I think Mila, you can agree to that. But oh, I think, uh, absolutely. Um, I this is a, I mean, because I, what I think I need, I think we use it both medically and recreationally. But I think it's important that kids know. Um, in fact, our kids specifically know, even though they're five. Mommies smoke, you know, sometimes during work breaks and sometimes during work. 
Erica and I really do use weed as a tool, as a release to relax and also as a creative tool to kind of help take us there to get in our creative process for different things. And um, I think it's important that we explain that to children. I also think I've also explained to Luna, like it helps people who are really sick. You know, her um, she her grandmother had cancer. I, you know, I use that as an example to help with appetite, to help with actual medical conditions. And I think we forget that as, um, you know, in society, as they paint it as such a negative thing that weed actually helps people and, and, and who have very are very ill. And um, it's important to remember that it is a sacred herb that is a medicine and that it comes from the earth and things that come from the earth rarely are here to harm us. And a lot of times they're here to aid us. And weed is one of those things. Right. I mean, if you're using weed for medical use only or 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 sometimes those lines get blurred. I mean, medically, it's medicine. That's it. Like there's not kids understand what that means. And I think like. Maybe even saying to an, a kid, like, if I, if you saw, like, you know, my medicine for my heart condition, my diabetes, like, are you going to start putting needles in your arm? Like, you don't touch other people's medicine, right? Like, so you shouldn't touch my medicine. Or you don't use medicine when you, you, you don't necessarily need it, you know? Right, it's, it's right. Not, so, um, I think that's really important to let them know all of its beautiful, wonderful uses. Yeah, I mean, we had an episode with uh, a friend of ours, Natasha, and she's a big cannabis advocate. She's also um, an Indian woman and obviously has had a lot of pushback from her community about her use with cannabis, and she's very public about it. And she's used it for PTSD and anxiety, and it's really helped. You guys should definitely um, check out that episode, but she talks about how cannabis really saved her life. Um, that she had tried to use, you know, Xanaxes and different types of prescribed med- medicine and nothing really made her feel like herself. And cannabis was something that really, really helped her. So there are so many, he- there's so many studies, there's so many healing things that have been proven that, can- that cannabis um, assists with. And so it doesn't have to be, and understanding that it is, that it is, it's not the scary negative thing that people use and drug addicts for drug addicts I mean I think when I was a kid I remember my grandfather I think I've talked about this on other episodes like labeling everything as dope like (laughs) dope like and, and, and in his mind too like when he thought of dope he thought of like heroin right but like under that whole umbrella is weed cannabis but alcohol for some reason is this separate thing and let's not forget you guys there was an alcohol prohibition and essentially there's been a cannabis prohibition and it's still going on in certain states but alcohol prohibition obviously no longer exists i don't think anywhere in the world i mean i could be wrong right like even even though alcohol is much more harmful than weed will ever be it's actually like a form of poison but it's now legalized and people use it if you use it responsibly like you know that i mean obviously the blurs of responsibility the lines of responsibility and alcohol get very fucked up con a lot because it really is poison in in many ways uh and cannabis obviously is not poison and does not have the same side effects as alcohol and still there's still this prohibition going long going on but it has i think i think progressive people in progressive states have legalized it and that's for a reason so that it doesn't have to be you know this 
this negative thing, especially if you're using it recreationally, just as like simple as I pour a glass of wine, I should be able to smoke a joint. Like nobody questions me when I'm at a restaurant drinking three tequila sodas. But if I'm if I light up a joint, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and you know, speaking of alcohol, I've actually been taking a break from alcohol because I don't know if you guys follow my stories on my personal page, but I'm like a workout queen now. I'm oh, like, a workout queen. Okay. Yeah, girl. Health I'm and fitness. Like, Miss Health and Fitness. Don't be surprised if I start my own fitness page. I'm okay. going to start a side hustle of training. I'm just going to record all of KT's workouts and, and the- just like <laughs> start my own shit. <laughs> um, Shout out to, to KT. But low key, it's been like a little bit difficult. I'm like used to having a glass of wine at night or like a drink. And so I found this, I actually found this distilled non-alcoholic spirit. I've like, it's the only one in the world. A friend of mine told me about it and it's called Seed Lip. So it's this, it's crafted without alcohol or calories or sugar, which is really important because I'm a workout queen now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're a health and like, fitness. But you know what I love about it is that, so there it's, it's flavored and like I can make it really cute. Like I put a little bit of ginger ale in there, put a little muddled strawberries, and I'd be feeling like I'm having a drink. Oh, okay. So it's like I've heard of like a non-alcoholic beer, but I haven't. I think this is the first non-alcoholic spirit ever, which is really right. which is really cool because just because you don't want to drink, you want to feel like you're drinking and like not necessarily a beer. So like that's right. It, it, that's, you you know like I I get it now because like because I haven't been drinking and like if other people are drinking like they you feel judged like they low key make fun of you <laughs> they're like oh you're not drinking especially me because like I love I love my tequilas and like you know so people are like oh you're not drinking so now I just be pouring up my seed lip nobody asks me any questions because they just assume that I'm drinking. <laughs> Um, and it's actually really good they have all these different flavors um, I love it too because they deliver it straight to your door. Um, so you want to check them out. Check out seedlipdrinks.com. And you should use Good, good Moms 15 at checkout for a little discount. Mm-hmm. Don't um, say we never you. gave you anything. Good Moms 15 at seedlipdrinks.com. For all my mamas who either don't drink or are trying to do better in life and no, not but- drink all the time like me <laughs> and that's I'm totally the person like you don't want to drink you don't drink I know bitch I know I'm like I don't know Phil. don't be mad don't so don't be surprised when I pull up with my seed lit <laughs> she, she my dr- ice and watch I'm gonna, I'm gonna start giving this shit to you you're gonna be like I'm so drunk you know like the placebo <laughs> like, like, you know, I doubt yeah. that but um it, it will look like you're drinking and so I'll make fun of you less anyway back to <laughs> back, back to the cannabises um, education, like we said, talking uh, about it, not just having the convo once. That's another thing, not having the convo once. It's not something you just leave. You have to, I mean, just like we train our kids about like stranger danger. Don't accept food from people. Don't accept, don't let someone lure you into a corner. We start training them early on things like that, scenarios that could possibly happen. Do the same with weed. Do the same with those conversations. If somebody offers you something, you come talk to me. If you, the more you strategize and have these conversations in your household, the the less, the more likely when it comes up, your your child is going to come and be like, "Oh, mom, so and so mentioned this," and 
she's trying this and then you and she's not scared he or she is not scared to have the conversation with you in fact they're familiar and they're prepared about all the possible situations and scenarios it could happen at a party at school blah 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 you know because these Mm -hmm. kids be trying to educate your kids for you and you got to get down on their level and let them know you got to get ahead of it and for those who have teenagers and you haven't had that conversation like it's time. It's it's time. Don't wait. You're low key kind of late, and but it's okay. Like you can. There's still there's still time, but it is time. Um, so number three, like Jamila was saying, is preparation. You know, how do you prepare your child for that inevitable moment that they're offered weed and you aren't there? I mean, I think one of those things is I I don't even want to call it this. Like there's got to be a better play way to say this. Like the state the stranger danger. Oh, I'm about to light up too. Hold on, let me light my weed up. Speaking of smoking weed, smoking. What are you smoking? Um, I'm actually smoking from our good friend um, Jessica. Um, we well, we know like 14 Jessicas. Sorry, Jessica Hooper. The I think this is the Vaya. This is the oh, Va- yeah. the Vaya strand, which is actually delicious and smooth. And yeah, she gave me some shit, girl. That shit knocked me the fuck this out. This is the sativa. This is the sativa one. I, okay, I, well, that one probably is going to have you, like, uppity up. This is... The one she gave wait, me Wait, look, well, like, I have two. This is the one by my bed. This is the indica. And then this is the my one I just rolled for the daytime. I almost smoked this because I was too lazy, but I said, I know better. And you know what? <laughs> Speaking of different types of weed and educating our kids on it, These are conversations that even need to be had, especially if you have older children. Obviously, we're not breaking down the different weed strands we're smoking to our five-year-olds, but we're aware, and it's taken us a long time in our adulthood to figure out what weeds work for us. We used to be very down for the sativas only. Then I started, then Erica started giving me coffee plus the sativa. That didn't work for (laughs) me. Shut up. Um... And, you know, and I used to, and there was a time I wasn't asking what kind of weed I was smoking. And then I would feel like I was having a fucking black, rainy cloud over me during the sunny days. <laughs> I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't move. So I was smoking fucking indicas during the day, not getting shit done. So there is a weed journey that even as an adult, I am aware I've gone on to get to a comfortable level of knowing how much I should consume, knowing when I should consume, what works for me. And, you know, when I should, if I'm working, if I need a hybrid etc. These are conversations we need to be having with our kids. Like, nigga, you can't smoke all day. You don't even know what you're smoking and what time it is. It needs to make sense. And by having these conversations, they'll know, like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not taking that from you, little Johnny from up the street, because I got to go to school. That might make me go to sleep. Right. Again, like, yeah, with that idea of, like, not taking weed from strangers. And I think even, like, using the analogy of, like, would you accept a bag of chips from a stranger on the street? No. Like, what, like, if, if, if a random person came up to me on the street and off said, hey, here's some chips or at a party just gave me some chips, I'd be like, who, what are these? Why? I don't like I would be like, you know, and like I think the same applies to weed. Like you don't know where this person got the weed from. You're not saying that it's a bad thing to, to be interested in it, but be responsible about who you're accepting things from. You have no idea, especially now in this day and age with all these other fucking weird ass strains. What, what, what the fuck is Salvia? Well, salvia it's, too. Like salvia, is it like a, it's a synthetic weed or some shit that makes you crazy? There's all types of weird shit out there that have, and you just don't know where people are getting things. People are like, lacing for me shit. As a parent, for me as a parent, like I don't want to instill fear, but I also, but I do want them to know, like, Nick, 
just come over here and ask me if you're interested if you got ex- someone offered you some weed at a party and like you know you are now interested you said no but you're now interested like talk, talk to me about it because I, I would rather that and you say no than like you take some weed and then like you're so high that you can't even move like because I have literally smoked indicas where like bitch I was like I definitely can't drive for sure like know your limits because there are limits in weed there is an amount of weed you can smoke where like you're you probably should not be operating a vehicle oh no it's happened to me and I'm gonna tell my as soon as Luna's old enough to understand this story I'm gonna tell her one time I was driving and I was so fucking high I was at a red light and then the green light turned and my friend was like go and I was like looking for the the gas with my foot but I couldn't find it, you guys. I couldn't find uh-uh. it. I swear see, to... I see. Bitch, one, yeah. t- one time I smashed my own finger in the door of the car and I had like a quick thought of like trying to pull it out before first opening the door. This is all high shit. It makes... This is, this is why I don't believe... You need to tell them. Like, people will try to say like, man, no, like, there's no such thing as being too high to drive. Like, you can always drive when you smoke weed. No, it, that's a lie. <laughs> there are such thing as being too high. There are limits. There are well, such thing as being too high. Now, can you overdose on cannabis? No. It would be almost damn near impossible. I think that I can't remember. I was watching. I was. I read some study on it, and it was like you'd have to consume like I don't think it's so ever happened. Pounds of weed in like an hour. That is literally basically you can't. It's impossible. So no. And and that should and that and can you overdose on alcohol? Uh, yeah, you can. So that just gives you the perspective on like the, obviously the safety and the spectrum but like you still need to be responsible I mean for, so for, I think so go on babe I'm just gonna say even the the fact that alcohol is so damaging to the body it's literally called intoxic toxication like it, it literally they the only reason it was taken away and then brought back is because they realized they had a way to make money on it by taxing it at the end of the day you know I'm anti-government even though I I'm gonna vote. Ooh, what? Yeah, what? I, I've, 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 I've turned in the leaf. Not a leaf, but you've just thought. I, you've been thinking. I, I would just would never not do it, and even if maybe it is rigged, which it probably is, I'm gonna at least do whatever I can in my power to I not put any woman in the position to not be able to get an abortion. I'm think I'm I'm so happy to hear that. Um, amongst other things, um, but. Being as anti-government as I am, you have to be real about, like, the things we're consuming and the information we're consuming. And, like, alcohol is terrible. And I know because I drink. And, like, it makes you physically sick. Much, much more ill than the power of cannabis and the healing components of cannabis. But up until now, in certain places, it hasn't. They haven't had a way to make it taxable. The government and the laws don't necessarily give a fuck about your health, your wealth, your spirit, what's healthy for you. They care about this money. So I think a lot of our podcasts and even this conversation when coming to cannabis and normalizing it is like we have to re-educate ourselves and dismantle what we've been taught and what we've been fed and really see what is, what's the truth. You know, like is this plant that I can grow that's naturally made by God bad or is this like highly toxic liquor that they they package in beautifully colored Bottles, so we can so we can consume it. Is that actually damaging? But that's legal as soon as my kid turns twenty one, and in some places eighteen. 
you know so I just think the truth sticking with the truth and not just what you've been taught or what school's been taught you're socially what we've been taught but really the truth finding information mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. I agree I also think that how your kid can learn or be prepared to handle certain scenarios is just actually relating them to your own personal life like for me like I remember the first time I was offered cannabis you know and like what those scenarios look like and the different op- stances that you can take. Like, sometimes kids just need clear direction. Like, hey, listen, like, you might be at a party and some guy, like, you don't know that seems cool is going to be smoking a blunt and he's going to pass it to you. And you might feel peer pressured to say yes. You might be intrigued to say yes. You might be like, fuck no, but I don't know how to say no. Like, these are the ways that you can handle that situation without feeling judged or, you know, like, and if you are intrigued, like, let's talk about that, too. So I feel like just giving them scenarios, even if they're, like, you know, personal. It's always best to be personal, I think, with your kids and be able to be honest with them. I think – and I think also preparation for yourself, preparing yourself for your child to maybe finally be – not finally. Hopefully be honest with you and say, Mom, I want to smoke weed. And, like – or asking about weed and being prepared to be calm and not judgmental so that you can create that trust. Like, that's the hardest part. Because as parents, we want to fly off the handle and be like, what the fuck? Who? Oh, I knew I didn't like uh, Jessica. I knew Jessica was smoking that weed. Is that why you're asking me? Oh, that, you want to have, have Where sex did you get with Jessie? Like, right. What kind of weed was it? Where was it? What time? Was it that? Like, just chill. Take a breath. Being able to have that op- that dialogue is and that trust is so crucial. I'm not telling you you can't punish your child or be stern with them or even get upset but just be careful with that because it's hard to go back especially if that's how you enter the place like the first time is like you enter it tripping like you might trip along the way later on because they're just being irresponsible but like let's actually have a conversation that's okay let's establish trust and remember like how like your your first conversations about certain shit sex about drugs, about things you went to experiment with, all the dumb things that someone told you, you know, like, and if you had the, you had a parent you could talk about it to, you know, it's so important. It really does, in those sensitive times, it really shapes how they'll come to you with other issues in other areas too. Right. Um, so number four is discretion. Discretion. This is really important. Um, this is why I also say like I, I'd like to like I know my kid is five and I, I try to talk to her normally like not like an adult necessarily but in a way she understands but like because you know discretion is important you have to be able to feel out of environment and know if it's a safe space to talk about certain things to do certain things to know be present in who you are and where you're at you know, as black children, in, in, you have to conduct yourself a different way in the world. Um, and as black parents, we have to relay that to our children in a way that they're protected and they're not unaware. And also, um, you know, without damaging them. So it's a very difficult conversation, but it's something that we, we do from, the, hopefully we, we 
touch on from the beginning but like with things like weed and with raising free children and freely expressive children there are things that you they might be confronted with differently as black children and weed especially in certain places is one of them you know you might get caught with weed and have a completely different circumstance or response than somebody else that doesn't look like you depending on where you're at or just like in any type of situation outside of our house so you know it's important that you really choose what you're doing smartly and wisely and who you're with and where you're at if you're in georgia even if you're in la you're underage you can go to jail i don't once you go to jail i have no i can't do anything for you that's out of my control but if you come if you come to me then we could steer this thing together and i can protect you because i only want your best interest in mind you're going to do what you're going to do regardless but like let's do it right if we're going to do it let's do it the best way possible so yeah and even having the discussion about who you discuss it with you know it's normal in our house but you know down the street your friends are christian don't talk about this over there if they have questions that they don't feel comfortable talking with their parents let them know this is a safe space but you know your ass don't be going to school talking about me smoking weed or whatever we do in this household and it's like we don't keep secrets but we know who and when is safe you know yeah that's a big one like For sure, especially because of cannabis and it's like like the way that it's viewed in certain places like they are. There are people that will do the most if they find out you smoke weed around your kid, too. You know, as a parent, too, I think I think we me, you, Jamila, we have the luxury of living in L.A. Like that's really not even on our a fear of ours to for someone to call child protective services on you right and be like you've been smoking weed like we'd be like what what, what? you know but like that just unfortunately is not the case in, in certain states and so if you you just you have run to- the risk of yeah there's a, there's a, they have to know the risk that you're taking by partaking and why it is important the environment that you're in yeah and how it's a risk for for everyone involved Oh my god, I feel like such a mom giving this speech right now. I'm just feeling very (laughs) mama-ish. I'm really a parent, wow. Yeah. I'm going to be having to tell Luna these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think lastly is, I mean, respect. I mean, let's some of some kids just like they're you have to respect your child's comfortability and boundaries around smoking like smoking outside in open areas if your child is like clearly bothered by like naturally bothered by your cannabis intake like you need to understand your child's boundaries and they have to understand yours you know and so i think a mutual respect is really important and checking in with your kid asking them questions and, and that's how you do keep the, the ongoing conversation going, you know, and and that, that is a kind of, again, like tying in the whole aspect of normalizing it. So and I was just saying, you know, and, and, and being an example of what um, a responsible cannabis smoker is versus a pothead cannabis smoker. You know, your child is going to see you using cannabis in whatever ways you use cannabis. So if you use it to cope they probably might use it to cope, you know? And if they notice that you smoke cannabis at times where you feel very upset or, you know, like you're, you kind of do shape the way that they could potentially use it if they want it, if they were interested in it. Yeah, I think respect also, in respecting your child's boundaries, you'd be clear that like, I'm not your friend. I'm giving you respect by 
being honest with you, I need you to return that respect by not abusing my, my, me allowing you to have a safe space with me because everyone doesn't have the same luxury and yeah, I I can't just get high and blow away my day. It's something I do after things are done or because I know I can do that while it enhances what I'm doing. And some people do great. Some people smoke weed and get super productive and do great. If that's you, more power to you, but you I need to see that you're using it like whatever it is, it's responsible. I like and and it's respectful. Respect me. If I'm like don't do it in my house, whatever, whatever my rules are, respect them because you don't pay no bills. So it's not about like being your friend, your kid's friend and your homie and like smoking with them per se, I think. So it just has to be like a mutual respect and everybody has their different levels of comfortability of what that looks like in your household. I didn't smoke with my dad or my parents, you know, until probably like 17 and that was like the first time-ish and then now, you know, here and there, but... It, 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 I had to become an adult. Even with my grandma, I wasn't until like my 20s. You know what I mean? I had no idea. But everybody has a different level of comfortability in their household. So just fit, kind of find out what that is for you. Oh, and one last thing. If you're listening to this and you haven't had any conversation about cannabis, it's a secret in your house and you have a, whatever, however old kids, when to have the conversation, I just think if you could just comfortably kind of start rolling it in now, do it. If you can start normalizing something that you've realized you should have normalized before, do it. Start. It's never too late to start having the conversation. Especially if you really want to be up, be, if you want to know. Some people don't want to know. Some people don't want to know about that. Like, I think it'll help in other areas of, of relationships as well. There's so many taboo things that, and once those things are broken, they unlock these certain parts of your relationship that you, any other way, would have missed out on. Life is short, man. Connect with your kids. Don't set up boundaries with them for no reason, that they don't have to be there. Not to get deep, but like I do, like I think about like, I never really feared death before and I still don't necessarily fear it, but like the fact that I like, especially now in the time that we live in, like thinking about leaving my daughter here, I want to have the best, most honest relationship in all ways, in the the way that she allows me to. You know, I know she's gonna have her, her things and her secrets and I don't expect to know everything, but like, I want us to, you know, be boundless if we can. And I think a lot of that starts with just getting rid of, like, these fucking stupid rules about what parents, how and what and how parents talk about things that are like sex and, t- and, and cannabis and alcohol and drugs and mental health and, 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 and feelings. Things, and, and mostly things that are inevitably going to come up no matter what. No matter, that, what. no matter what these things are going to come up and how are we going to how are we going to introduce them how are we going to coexist with them and our and, our, and prepare our children in a healthy way if we're unwilling to have uncomfortable conversations and be honest and be real you know be human it's so important and i think honestly when you give when you give yourself permission to do that and then you give your child permission to do that and you encourage your child to do that they then go out into the world and have a sense of fearlessness and being honest in who they are, you know, because they're not trying to hide it from from themselves or from you or from anyone. There's like a sense of confidence that you kind of are aware, you know. Right. No. You get you kind of give your shift. You give your get your child a gift of just being and 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 being free to express themselves and then you can receive it and sort through it with them versus being 
closed off even in some places, you know, even in some ways it affects the entire being of a child. For show. Well, yeah. we hope these help. We hope these help you guys. Uh, you know, you can hit us up if you have any questions. Please feel free to share your journey with cannabis. There's, I know there's moms that listen that have already done this. I've already done all these things. If you have tips, um, please share your tips. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think the more as a community we discuss it, too, and the more as a community we normalize it, and we can kind of take from each other's, uh, you know, their lesson plans. That's how I, mm-hmm. I, I saw another family normalize it and show their ki- very small children plants before I ever had kids. And as soon when I had kids years later, that's exactly the model of another you know model I I adopted and then added whatever I thought was appropriate but had I not seen that maybe I, w- I don't know if I would have felt as comfortable doing it or, or understanding that but just because I saw that shit that one time in that one family I was so totally like oh yeah I'm on board with that because I saw it so I just think it's important that as a community we yeah I think if you're if you um, are on our patreon then you know that you can watch this episode you can watch all of our episodes if you guys have tips, leave leave the tips under the in the comments um, of this episode on Patreon. We have a lot of I, I'm like really like our Patreon. I'm starting we're starting to post more like personal journals and stuff. And like I love connecting with, with my like I don't know those like my ride or die tribe members over there where we really go back and forth and talk intimately about like different scenarios. I get I get so much advice from you guys on there like some of you guys that are like you know have wait, three kids already been married like you've lived a full life i need all of your advice. Right. i need all the advice i can get right um so make sure you follow us on patreon that's uh patreon.com backslash good moms bad choices um we have a lot of other secret episodes there and like i said we we be reaching out to the people's um, also, if you guys can't see, we have merch. It's so cute. It says "Good Moms, Bad Girl," and it has I'm like wearing our merch right now. Check very it. Very proud of this merch. I think it's very cute. Your boobs look really good. Wow. <laughs> you not wearing a bra? No. You like never not wear a bra. I don't know why not. If I had big boobs, I would never wear a bra. Just like that. Because because I still get under boob sweat, and I don't like the way it feels. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, make sure you go check out our merch on our website and uh, leave that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices and share us with your friends. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You ain't got to be a mama to kick it or, well, you could be a daddy. We love zaddies. We do love a zaddy. Send um, nudes. Please, always, thank you. Thanks. I love titties. <laughs> Who doesn't love titties? Uh, I know, I know. Everyone. Anyway, I will see you guys next Wednesday. Peace. Bye. Suspendido en la noche, solo puedo recordar la luz en la calle de las estrellas, como bailamos en la gran ciudad.